Some stations give you cars. Some stations give you cash. But this station is going to give you an unlimited appetite. Just in time for Thanksgiving. That's right. We'll fix it so you can eat as much as you want by making you believe it. Binge and purge. Just be the third caller when you hear this sound. And we'll send our overnight guy to your house Thanksgiving Day after you've eaten to stick his finger down your throat. Once you've tossed your cookies, you'll be able to start in all over again. Porkorama. Just imagine. You can puke and pork all night long. Thanks to our overnight guy's magic index finger. This station assumes no responsibility. Oh my God, what have we done? This is absolutely the worst promotion we've ever come up with, and I personally accept no responsibility. In fact, I just might quit. Well, maybe not. We got a finger with your name on it. Keep listening to win. Music. From Boca, Brittany. Music. More music. Play this under holiday obligation. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470WWNN. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a country with an ongoing, slow moving coup, which is being met head on by uh, nobody. Oh, now I should point out a mistake I made couple shows ago where I said, <laughs> give you an idea where my brain's at. I mentioned Pix 106 in Saratoga Springs, New York. <laughs> and, and on the show, I said Sarasota Springs. Uh-huh. That shows where my head's at. Sorry about that. Well, just a week to go until we all get indigestion 
and I'm dropping this show uh, a little early because I'll be out of town by the time you hear this, visiting my mother, which I'll be doing earlier than the holidays so that I can come back here and do things here because I got things I got to do here. And I'm kind of lucky that uh, my family, uh, we're pretty much in agreement about what's going on these days. Unfortunately, there's some families out there that during Thanksgiving holiday, there's going to be a riot around that table. <coughs> vaxxed and anti-vaxxed and all this and politicizing a disease. And then you have talk show hosts or podcaster hosts whose physical health you wouldn't want to wish on anybody, on any of your enemies. But there they are extolling wisdom about health and hygiene, and you look at these guys, chiefly Bill Maher, a fifth-level comic and tenth-level actor who got lucky with a good idea, with politically incorrect, and just so happens to have the physique of Don Knotts on acid, and there he is giving uh, extolling health advice on his show. He's off my DVR for good. And uh, then this this, uh, slob, this punk that... uh, who really doesn't even belong on a podcast, but I guess he has a publicist or he hired a marketing outfit. Joe Rogan. Does he have any talent? No. Is he anything special? Uh, no! Has he done anything significant? No. Has he starred in movies? No. I think he once hosted, uh, from what I hear, one of those uh, crappy reality shows or something. But other than that, what did, what did this guy ever do? I don't know. Uh, but, but there he is. He's extolling health advice to everyone. He he knows better than the rest on, on what a healthy person should do. And uh, all of this medical expertise that he espouses comes from a guy who looks like he smells like a pile of dead rats in the sewer. Which is probably what the people who, who are big sycophants and fans of Joe Rogan, man, they probably smell like that too. Like rotting carcasses in the sewer. That's what they smell like. Because they don't know the first thing about hygiene. They don't take care of themselves. They're anti-vaxxers who are anti-shoes. Uh, anti-vaxxers are anti-soap. Anti-shampoo. Anybody who's an anti-vaxxer is a pig. An unclean pig. Don't tell me I don't need to take no bath. Baths and showers are deep state conspiracy. And I just happen to have, for the audience at home... I just happen to have one of Joe Rogan's health sponsors. Yeah, one of his anti-vaxxer sponsors. And it pretty much sums up the mentality of the sponsorship on his show and the listeners and viewers or whatever it is, his podcast or whatever the hell it is. Joe Rogan. Hello, I'm Dr. Spike. It's back to school time once again. Don't spend a fortune vaccinating your youngster for hundreds of common childhood diseases. At Spike Surgical Specialists of America, we will laminate your child from head to toe with a protective polyurethane coating so frustrated germs can't get in. You know, your Billy just never gets sick, and his hair always stays neatly in place. That's right. This protective laminate from Dr. Spike keeps Billy safe from germs and mess. Right, Billy? (laughs) While he had some initial trouble breathing, he's adjusting nicely. Complete body lamination protects your child from colds, mumps, measles, and more. And as an added bonus, your child will wipe clean with a damp cloth. So bring your youngster to Spike Surgical Specialists of America. And if you come in now, we'll also laminate the legal document of your choice absolutely free. 
there are groups on social media urging people to try and undo their vaccines. Some are pushing unproven and potentially dangerous methods. But people are trying uh, in various different ways, including filling bats up with borax, like the cleaning agent. The magnetism, the impotence, I the Fauci, the giant balls, borax, take me away. Suck out the vaccine in the luxury of a borax bath. Borax removes the government nanobots from your bloodstream. Plus, you can also use it to clean cookware. I'm insane. It's the same soap JFK Jr. would use if he were alive, which he is. So detox after the vax with a Borax bath. Borax, lose yourself in stupidity. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show. And at the time of this uh, transcribed broadcast, the jury in the Kyle Krakow's case is still in deliberation. They haven't made a decision, so... I have no choice because I'm leaving town early this week and to get a show out, I got to do it now. And uh, I can't really comment on it. Now, can I? So I'll just have to wait until uh, I get back. And hopefully the efforts of prosecutor Tom Binger will have had an impact on them. No, I went there to be helpful like a humanitarian, or Batman, because they needed me. And I wanted to practice my special skills as a lifeguard, like CPR and stuff like that. And for me, when you go to something like that, you really need to bring a gun, but not just any gun, an AR-15. And it's not like I was just carrying it around willy-nilly and irresponsibly. I just bought a special strap to keep it over my shoulder in case I had to bend over and help somebody. And I don't know why, at a racially tense demonstration like that, anybody would look at me, a nice, clean, 18-year-old white boy with an illegally acquired assault rifle, and think that I look threatening. How could I look threatening? I'm an innocent, a babe in the woods, Little Red Riding Hood. But things didn't go down right, and something went bad. But I didn't do anything wrong. Oh, fuck off. In other news, I was right. I'm not right often, but when I'm right, take cover, because I'm right on target. And I was right about Andrew Cuomo. In an upcoming New York governor's race, New York Attorney General Letitia James has announced her candidacy for a governor in 22. Well, isn't that convenient, eh? Mmm, that worked out perfectly now, didn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, none other than Letitia James, the New York State Attorney General who was overseeing the Trump investigation that uh, hasn't yielded much results now, has it? Not dragging your feet much, are you, Letitia? But she, in addition to that, and I think it took priority, now looking at, (laughs) in hindsight, her investigation into Andrew Cuomo took priority over the despot uh, criminal Trump. And and, and, something else uh, uh, about uh, his name on things. They want to take it off, but 
there is contractual reasons why they have to leave his name on a couple of things in New York, although they're dying to get rid of him. But Letitia James, she she focused, uh, instead of Trump, she seemed to have focused more on Andrew Cuomo, who gave women a kiss. And, and, and again, I don't want to reiterate what I said, but he's a, a single man in his 60s, in the governor's office. If he thinks he sees an available woman, he wants to take her out for a day, what's he going to do? He's just really bad at it. And it turns out she was doing this whole thing. This was a setup from the start. And that's what I was saying. And, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm certain a lot of people didn't agree with what I was saying. Well, he was abusive. Well, he was this. Well, yeah, he was an abusive bully in office. And he got things done. And like I said, with that old folks home story, uh, maybe there were mistakes made, but man, did they pile it on to him. The guy who every afternoon went on national television with COVID updates during the quarantine days. But let me remind everybody out there, because this, this has been long forgotten in the wake of uh, him giving a kiss on the forehead. When Andrew Cuomo won his first election as governor of New York, his very first act as governor of that state, was to sign into law equal marriage. New York was one of the first states to do that. I think California did it too. But this was long before the Supreme Court decision. He did it first. Please remember that. When you hear all these self-interested, ambitious people out there who just want to seize the power of that state. Really, basically, that's all this boils down to. Right, Letitia James? His first act as governor, legalizing gay marriage. That doesn't matter. He gave some woman a kiss on the forehead, and therefore he must be removed, right, Kirsten Sillybrand? Gotta go. Got to go. And all of the witnesses' testimonials are, like, flimsy at best. Uh, and, and And I've seen the interviews with these women, and they seem so insincere. Yes, he touched my cheek. Andrew Cuomo kissed me on the forehead. So what? Well, here's the punchline, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, she's going to be running. Letitia James is going to be running. Up against Kathy Hokum, who seems to be doing a good job, and they're content with her. So that's the race she's going to be entering. But what she didn't expect was, it's going to be a three-way primary. Letitia James, Kathy Hokum... And Andrew Cuomo. Oh! Yeah, he's going to run. And you know something? I have to tell you right now. If Andrew Cuomo... And and legally, he can do that up there. If Andrew Cuomo runs for governor again, he'll win. He's well-liked as a governor. The only people who didn't like Andrew Cuomo were two, two groups of people. The Republicans, naturally... And the women who worked in his office who think Letitia James would be a much better governor. So there you have it. There's a summation, boys and girls. <laughs> the woman investigating Andrew Cuomo just so happens, coincidentally, to be running for his office. <laughs> no! That's going to be fun to watch, especially when Andrew Cuomo wins. And then I'm going to fly up there. And ask him to kiss me on the forehead. 
or anywhere else he wants to give me a kiss. <laughs> and I'll kiss him right back. Not that he's hot or anything, but he's the kind of governor I wish we had here. Instead of this Trump-mimicking mass murderer. And you ever hear the way he talks? Wow. He's got charisma now, doesn't he? Well, he, he, he can really woo an audience. Ron DeSantis, with, with his mimicking gestures of Trump, I can do the accordion with my hands. Look, look, I'm just like Trump, see? Aren't you impressed? Look, I'm signing a new bill into lore, and I'm going to hold it up to the cameras just like Trump. And look at my signature. It's just like Trump. Ain't you impressed? A low-level, squat-fat douchebag like that guy, by the way, he's very short and he's chinless and he's fat, on the national stage, normally wouldn't have a chance. He, he would wind up roasting chickens with Lincoln Chafee. Who, by the way, the, the, the DNC, the old-timers at the DNC, they wish they could get Lincoln Chafee back, but he's busy roasting chickens and back at Publix. You want a roaster? But a squat... Bland, monotone-sounding mimic, sycophant, might just have a shot at it because my party, the Democratic Party, does not believe in communications, does not believe in messaging, does not believe in promoting new and exciting candidates or ideas or campaigning on any of the achievements that the Democratic Party has made. And there's lots of them to run on. Never a victory lap for us. No. You know what their idea of uh, running a victory lap about achievements from the Biden administration or Democratic Party? Any of the Democratic uh, achievements. You know, you know what their idea of spreading the news? <laughs> they put Biden on a plane and said, you know, Joe, if you go city to city and tell everybody about the infrastructure bill and all the great things it's going to do, uh, we'll get the word out that way. Like it's the 1947 Harry Truman train campaign, where he got on a train and went town to town. Wow, we are so lame. That's that. That's what we, not you know why? Because we don't have an infrastructure to broadcast it on. What do you mean? We got CNN and MSNBC, and and come on. I'm listening. And this is what we're reduced to. So he signs a new bill, something that he's been campaigning on since he got in office. It's done. It's signed. Something that the Democratic Party can be proud of. Let's get that on the air now, shall we? Oh, that's right. There's nowhere to get that on the air. Nowhere. Nowhere to get it on the air. Nowhere to spread our message. Nowhere. Online, you know what? Every time I hear that, my blood boils. Well, we're online. Eh? Preaching to the choir. Yeah, most Democrats, when they're online, they tune their settings to what they want to receive. And naturally, what they get is everything we already know or support or agree with. What good is that? You're not getting word out to the other side. Well, they don't want to hear it. Too bad. It should be out there anyway. That's what we used to do. So people know. You know, this. well, both sides do it. Nobody knows what both sides do. All you know now 
is one side. And the other thing, and I said this before, is it's true. The, the general management or ownership of the radio stations that all the Republicans own, all of them, uh, their excuse for not having any progressive voices on the air uh, is that, well, you know, the ratings don't come in quite as high as the right-wing talkers do. Here's the problem with that lie. They don't subscribe to a ratings service. No. No, they don't. Now, maybe in the top 10 markets, you could say the FMs do. They're still subscription-based ratings. But these talkers out there, these brokered radio stations, they're not in the book. They're not in the book. It's just what they want on the air. And another thing, the Hannity's and Carlson's and the Kilmeade's and all, they don't have to pay for those feeds. It's offered to them for free. And who supports that type of network? Why, it's billionaire funding. I want to get into that again. I talked about that enough, but that's how it works. They don't care about sponsorship. They don't, they don't care about taking a loss. And they, they really don't care about ratings. If you've heard some of these brokered right-wingers out there, you know, the ones who are dying left and right because they won't fax, if you ever heard their shows, it's like, it'll make you vomit. They're so bad. They're not professional broadcasters. I mean, I, I've always said that Limbaugh, as evil as that fat bastard was, he was one of the very few real, genuine broadcasters out there. I don't have to like the guy to say that he was good at what he did. He was a broadcaster, and he was a seasoned pro. Don't have those anymore, especially on broker stations. Just ask the dead guys that died. And another thing about the Democrats. Yeah, okay. I could do that, too, if it wouldn't twist my kishkis out. But I'd much rather whore myself out to you, my listeners. I'll I'll whore myself out my own way, thank you. Now you may ask, aren't you repeating yourself? Yes, I am. Do I do I sound fed up? It's because I am. I'm not making any headway on this. I mean, with a few exceptions, a lot of people understand. I'm not asking for anyone to agree with what I say. I want everybody who hears me to look into it themselves and see if I'm wrong or not. And then not agree, but at least understand what I'm trying to say about the importance of communications and why the Democratic Party should very soon. I mean, uh, (laughs) midterms are going to be upon us any second now. Just take it seriously. But do they care about that now? No. And if that article from Politico that I read last week means anything, it, it's frightening. It's like the party's collapsing on itself. <clears throat> they don't care if they win. They don't care if they lose. They don't give up the best. It's going to cost money. You got to get up. <sighs> they don't excite the base because they have no interest in exciting the base. All they believe in is uh, 1990s-style campaign ads. Same format. Let's work together to build a bridge to a brighter tomorrow. Nothing changes with them. Because why? The prevailing attitude with the DNC and the Florida Democratic Party is that if their car breaks down, they don't want to spend the money to get it fixed. Because it ran so good before. Sometimes even I get... 
constipation. You think you got constipation? It's like I've got a turkey-flavored bowling ball up me that won't come out. Oh. X-Lax gives you gentle relief, regular for a little help, and maximum strength, too. Oh, I can feel it working. Oh. X-Lax, for regular people who sometimes aren't. Where the truth is not a dirty word. The Brit Summers Show. All this turkey custom egg pains. Getting sleepy from so much dripped of pain. Okay. okay, I'll pass out while we watch the game. Oh, forget about cranberry stains. I ain't hungry for a big rock hard fruit. It's the Brit Summer Show, and a little bit of good news. Finally, finally, some justice will be served against the uh, Retrumplicans that have formed this national coalition of threats against the lives of officials, of school board members, leaders of municipalities, congresswomen. And so far, it has gone unabated. Uh, Merrick Garland and, of course, Chris Ray of the FBI turned a tender cheek to all that, but apparently something lit a fire under their white pasty asses. Maybe maybe they've had enough of it. I don't know, but I can't speak for Chris Ray because he's a trumper. He is a tangerine ball licker. But uh, something happened. They're now starting to go after the retrumplicans that are uh, uh, the proud boys, to put it simply, that are uh, threatening people in other towns where they don't live. Uh, school board members, there's, there's no protection for any of these people. Poll workers, they just have to live with it because uh, law enforcement, they're for it, apparently. Well, now the order has come down and there's going to be investigations against these people. There's going to, hopefully, they'll move to prosecute some of these terrorists, which is basically what they are, even if they don't follow through, and most of them don't, because they're weak cowards who make threats on the phone, make threats online. But they probably are too out of shape to even move out of the house to even follow through on it. Or, or they're, or they're going to die from COVID because it's a Democrat hoax. But they're actually going to follow through on all this. At least that's what they're saying. And I suspect we have 15 Democratic congressional leaders that are retiring and not seeking re-election because these threats against their families and them and, uh, and their dogs and cats, whoever they can threaten, uh, it's having a, an effect. And even though they're full of crap, these, these terrorists and they're not going to follow through on it, you never know. One of them just might. And that's all you need is just one, now don't you? So, rather than take this uh, abuse without any kind of protection from the federal government, 
uh, they're just uh, quitting. We're losing our democratic leadership one by one because uh, they can't take it anymore. I don't blame them. And the one that stands out to me the most is Jackie Spear, who, who I, I just adore and admire with that woman has gone through in her life. I mean, to, to, to undertake this new wave of threats against her and her family. That woman was shot by Jim Jones, the original Don Trump, five times, and she's still alive. And then when she comes back, when she's all better and her life resumes as normal, her husband gets killed in a car accident. That woman's been through tragedy after tragedy, and now to endure this type of punishment from punks, from little dirty douchebags who have to have a big leader like Don Trump because he was on TV. Uh, I don't blame her. I'm not to mention she's been in what, almost 40 years she's been in office, but uh, I think this had a lot to do with it. And, and I really, uh, I, I can't blame her. I understand. Well, she'll be missed because she's an effective lawmaker. She's done a fantastic job her entire life. And we're going to suffer by her absence. Uh, and I think somehow this trickled up to the Justice Department where they've just had enough. And, and it, either these people have to be protected from this or we're just going to keep losing more uh, Democratic officials in government. So something has to be done. I guess maybe it, it registered with Mary Garland. Listen, I'm going to make a ringtone for you right now. No. Now, every time you see Mary Garland on television... <laughs> You can play that. Here you go. One more time. No. And okay, that disgusting bag of pus, Bannon, has been indicted. And uh, okay, Merrick Garland, he did his job. What, what are we supposed to applaud? You see, enforcing the laws of this country, I thought that was part of his job description. So we, we got to get it all excited. Yay. Come on, there's more to go. Let's see if he can continue this. Without being, uh, uh, fearing, not being viewed as a Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, he's a nice man. You're a nice man, such a nice man. You're just as nice as you can be. You're such a nice, nice man. We don't want a nice man. We, we want an attorney general who will enforce the laws of this country. And I know he gets up there and makes his little speeches. My job is to enforce the laws of this country. Well, do it. He's doing it. He did it with Bannon. Keep going, Merrick. Don't stop now. Let's keep going. You got about a dozen more douchebags to go. You know, it has to be it has to be established once and for all in this country, again, because it already was, that if you ignore justice, if you defy subpoenas, oh, you go to jail for that because you're breaking a law. And I know over the last five, six years, that that's just disappeared, but it, it's still there, only it wasn't enforced. Now we can enforce it. He's starting to, I think, a little BB has dropped. So don't stop now, Garland. Do your job. It'll be the first time in a long time we had an AG who did. Welcome. Well, you know that Thanksgiving can be a very challenging, challenging time. <laughs> you got that right. So, Martha, what do you do to relax during the hectic Thanksgiving season? I like boning 
in the bottom. <laughs> really? Really. Wow. I've never... Um... I do that. I like that a lot. Anyhow, I know you're a real freak, so I brought you this double-headed... What the heck is that? Scary, isn't it? I mean, it's, it is a sort of a frightening-looking object, but... It, you have to know how to handle it. Yeah, it's 18 inches. Is that long enough? Maybe not for you. Okay, well, I'm using my hands because it's much easier and faster. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. ah. Oh, yes. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> We're turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio. The Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. Go, go. Thanks for Thanksgiving. The slaughter and disease. You made our women bleed and screwed us out of Manhattan for a crappy string of beads. Yes, thank you, white man. Thanks for Thanksgiving. The trail of tears we leave from your sadistic greed. So nosh on your turkey, I hope you choke on the beak. And thank you, white man, you schmuck. Hey everybody underground, parked under the tower listening, and thanks for tuning in to the Brit Summer Show, and have a great Thanksgiving holiday coming up. Please pay attention to the upcoming travel PSA, and be safe on the roads out there. I'll be in the big O, and then I'll come back here to do another show. Before I conclude this portion of the Brit Summer Show, I should point out that on this station we have a show called Mike Mayo's Lunchbox, and it's on at noon every day, Monday through Friday. It's a lot of fun to listen to if, if you like food. It's all about food. And when they launched that show, I'm thinking, damn it, why didn't I think about that? Wouldn't have to get into all these political weeds, and I didn't have to do all this research, and have to read all this, and I, just do it about food. It's nice. You know, it, would, it wouldn't be international by any means like this show is, but it'd have to be local. Because it, as bad as it is to live in South Florida, uh, I will say there, there's some great places to eat. And his show covers it. Uh, they do a pretty good job. And then after thinking about why didn't I come up with that idea, and then it occurred to me, uh, you're going to have to sell. And that's the one thing I, I'm lousy at. Yeah, these guys are good at pitching it. I can't do that. I just receive. Uh, so, we'll see you after the Thanksgiving holidays right here on Dwayne Stomp, PSA, take 10. Hi, this is Dwayne Stomp. When I drink and drive, I'll... Cut, Dwayne, cut, Dwayne. Dwayne, this spot is supposed to be against driving while intoxicated. What? Never mind. Uh, 
we'll do it one more time. And remember, say, don't do drugs. And if you must drink this holiday weekend, don't drive. You got it? I told you I got it. Fine. Uh, Dwayne Stomp, PSA, take, uh, what is it, 11. Ah, I'm Dwayne Stomp telling you, if you do drugs this weekend, don't drive. Wrong again, Dwayne. It's don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's what I said. No, it's not. It's not even close to what you said. You come in this booth, I'll show you how close it was, Sherlock. We're going to do it again, Dwayne. Say, don't do drugs. If you must drink this holiday weekend, do not drive. Take 12. This is Dwayne Stump. Weekends are for drunks. Do drugs. Okay, Dwayne, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, I think with a little editing, we've got something we can use. Don't do drugs. And if you must drink this holiday weekend, don't drive. Is taking ketchup into the future? unveiling a new mix using tomatoes grown as if they were on Mars. The result, Mars with a Z, tomatoes. <laughs> the researchers in Heinz say that the experiment shows the possibility of long-term food production when humans live on another planet. Love ketchup and space, but Mars isn't far enough out for you? Introducing Hunt's Uranus Ketchup, the only ketchup made with tomatoes grown in the same conditions as Uranus. Because of Hunt's, we refuse to be outplaneted. You hear that, Heinz? Imagine meatloaf from Uranus, or dip a fry in Uranus. Mmm, after every bite you'll say, I can really taste Uranus. So what are you waiting for? When you want to dress up your favorite meal, reach for Uranus. Hunt's Uranus Ketchup, probably the most delicious thing ever to come out of Uranus. Uh-oh, it's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. little gassy and there's just no sign of it letting up. Well, it smells like somebody had a tin full of Underwood ham. Well, it comes from the turkey and potatoes and the candy yams. My farts smell like butterscotch. While you're passing the peas, you're passing something else going crack, boom, bam. I just farted. G-A-S Thanksgiving Day. G-A-S Thanksgiving Day. G-A-S Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> yes, I do have gas. I feel like I might shake a fart loose. What's well, a crack from your chair and kind of an embarrassing sound? Stop the farting. Yeah, when everyone over eats, the sand is coming from all around. Sorry. There's Auntie Sue and Uncle Jim and Grandpa Charlie. Mom and Dad, little sister Grandma Molly. Spotlight on your own seat with the family crowd. Gas Thanksgiving Day. Ah, someone opened a window. Bah! Oh. Hey, GAS Thanksgiving Day. GAS Thanksgiving Day. GAS Thanksgiving Day. Oh, God, she farted it went down my throat. One time, he farted an entire plum. It's the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFlow Channel, Acast, and another cast. Not to mention, all of my shows are archived for free download on SoundCloud. Which, uh, and by the way, <laughs> there's over 200 shows on there, and, and anything older than three shows ago is dated. It, it won't make any sense, but they're there.
if you want to hear it. And that's all made possible by the generosity of my listeners. And how are they generous with me? Why, I'll tell you. <laughs> Quite simply, thebritsummershow.com. And on that page, you'll see a donate button. Not a donut button, but a donate button. And that's where you can <laughs> help me out. Which I have to say, I have been helped out. And uh, I'm grateful to those who have. Namely, the underwriter and official sponsor of the Brit Summer Show that helps bring it to you each and every week. Ernie! We love you! I didn't forget you, Ernie. I know what your favorite is. And this Thanksgiving holiday, let's all go dancing with no pants on. I have no pants on. I'm dancing in the nude right now. I'm shaking round the underworld. Watch how it wiggles when I jerk. It's weaving and wagging. I like to watch it lobbing up and down. I shake my legs with my happy feet to make my button mushroom work. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now. Now do you like it when I swing it around? Yank it, yank it, baby And let me show you how it works Yeah Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on Come on, everybody take your pants off now Okay. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now. Yes, that is an Ernie staple on the Brit Summer Show. And now, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. Have pencil and paper ready. <laughs> because... It's time for Cooking with Brit. Hi, everybody. I'm Brit Summers, and I'll be teaching you a dish that I enjoy cooking and eating today. <laughs> this feels weird doing a recipe on the air, but I wouldn't do it if I wasn't certain. You're going to love it. First of all, I have to ask, do you like shrimp? Because if you like shrimp, you're an, an Italian. Oh, you're gonna love this dish. And it's not fattening. Well, a little bit, but, but you know, everything's gonna be a little bit fattening. So you could say it's Adkins or keto. It can be, yeah. So if you're ready, let's begin now, shall we? <laughs> all right, first of all, you need shrimp. Now, I know the food prices are through the roof but there are meat markets uh, the grocery stores forget it you're looking for a 40 count large or jumbo shrimp you're looking at 30 40 dollars at a regular grocery store you'll save a few dollars if you go to a meat place which was 
still lucky enough to have in my area. Although I'm not thrilled with it. But you could get a, a big bag of giant shrimp for around 14, 15 dollars. Now if you can find that inexpensive, you're doing good. And so far, I can still find it for around $15. So the, the most expensive part of that meal is gonna be the shrimp. Everything else you probably already got in the fridge or you got in the cabinets or on, on your shelves. So there's, there's nothing really spatial here and that's the fun part about it. You don't have to go running around the world looking for exotic ingredients and spices and you don't have to fly to New York and go to Chelsea Market to find exotic and uh, expensive ingredients. No, this is stuff you probably already have, outside of the shrimp, of course, but this is a shrimp dish, and it is my version of garlic shrimp. Now pay attention carefully, because <laughs> it's going to be worth putting in your mouth. Okay, oh, one other thing. You are going to be doing a lot of chopping over here, because uh, you got to chop some things. But first thing you do, you get the deveined raw shrimp. Do not buy the cooked shrimp. It has to be raw. Put it in your mixing bowl. And here's what you do with it then. You throw in, I don't know, I guess about maybe a half a teaspoon of salt. You can go less. You really don't need it, but it's just a little zest. Then cayenne pepper and paprika. And that's that. That's what you add to it. You, get it, you mix it up with this wooden spoon. You get a nice coating on the shrimp. You put it aside, all done. That's all you do with it there. Now, if you don't have cayenne pepper, which is cheap and you can get it anywhere, but if you don't have it, just salt and paprika works. All right, you're halfway to the finish line. Now, your garlic. A lot of people, I do it too, but you can just crush your garlic like when you're making a sauce or something. But in, in this case, the, the dish we're making here, uh, presentation counts. So you're, you're going to want to slice the garlic cloves that are, uh, you know, make a nice sliced garlic cloves. They're going to be paper thin. Although I like the paper thin, like on Goodfellas, when Paulie was slicing it with a single-edged razor blade. You know, I did that, and they're right. When you slice it paper thin, it does dissolve into the sauce. Uh, but you'll be there for six hours doing it. So I just crush it. So you slice your garlic. And, and uh, how much? A lot. Like a half a cup or something. Now you're putting this in a big pan. So a little over a half a cup because it's garlic shrimp and you got to use a lot of garlic. Uh, the only other thing you got to chop is fresh parsley. It has to be fresh parsley. It can't be the McCormick's or the Badia or Badia or whatever they call it which is good product, but I don't know how to pronounce it. And uh, no, get the fresh parsley. That's still around, I don't know, dollar, dollar thirty-nine, even at the expensive stores. Parsley is plentiful and affordable. And then you put that aside, and that's that. Now, you take your pan, and you coat the bottom of it with pure virgin olive oil. None of this sunflower added to it. It has to be pure virgin olive oil. Just make sure it's good quality olive oil. And if it's imported from Spain, that's fine. Their olive oil is on, I would say, on par from the olive oil from Italy. And the reason I say if you have to get the Spanish is because it's really hard to find real imported 
Italian olive oil. You can find it, but boy, that's going to talk about running the bill up. It's like $35, $40 for the real stuff from Italy. The stuff from Spain, Iberia is a good brand. Uh, Spain is fine. I went to Spain. I had the food there. I'm telling you, some of the best food I ever ate in my life was in Spain. But that's a whole other story. Okay, so you coat your pan with uh, olive oil, and you turn it on high. Now, this is the tricky part. You turn your burner on high, and just before, if the oil smokes, that's too much. Just before, while the oil's hot, you'll know. And then you take your shrimp, and you place it into the oil, and then you pink it. And as you pink it, like when you flip each one of them over to get the other side pink, that's when you turn it down to medium, and then you put your garlic in. Then you can stir it. And not completely cooked yet. you got to time this right. Not completely cooked, but it's still simmering. And at this point, with the garlic in there already, and at the level of medium, then you take a bottle of white wine... You can use uh, Moscato or you can use the, I like Riesling. Doesn't matter what kind of white wine. It's got to be white wine. And then you pour it into the pan uh, just below the top of the shrimp. Don't worry. If you're thinking you won't get a lot of sauce out of it, you'll be surprised. And then stir. Let simmer for less than a minute. And then you sprinkle in your parsley. But before you do that, this is just optional because you don't have to do this. But something I do just to give it a zets. At this point, I add like maybe a shot glass of tequila. You don't have to do it. Forget it. It's not necessary. But I like doing that. It just steps it up a lot. And then that's that. And then you're done. And I'm telling you, you're not going to, it tastes like shrimp scampi, but there's no butter, but it tastes like butter. So what you do is you can serve it in a small pasta bowl. Some prefer having just a slice of garlic bread in the middle of the pasta bowl and you ladle it on top of that. That's good. But I prefer the big fat noodles, the homemade ones that come in a nest. I love those. And then you put, not a lot, you put some in the pasta bowl. And then you ladle it on top of that. And then you tell me if that isn't a great dish. Something you could try over the Thanksgiving holidays or uh, whenever. If you like that recipe and more, contact Brit at thebritsummershow.com. Actually, no, don't. Just uh, a few messages on Facebook or if you want to email me, that's fine. But I'd like some input to see if you... Did you like it? Yeah, I want to know, did you like it? Did you like it? Because if you did, oh, I got a lot more recipes to come your way. All very cheap and easy. Nothing complicated. And uh, like I said, all the ingredients you probably already have. Because, you know, I go through this. Want to make something special. And uh, sometimes you're you're rushed, you're in a hurry. And, uh, well, I cut corners. And, uh, and sometimes, sometimes it works out. I call it Screw This Recipes. So they'll be coming up quick and dirty, but so delicious. In fact, I'll give you one more just for giggles. My nephew loves the sausage casserole I make every Thanksgiving. And and maybe you can try it. Here's what happened. 
uh, this was a long time ago, maybe about, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. I was attempting to make stuffed portobello mushrooms with the, uh, you know, the Italian breadcrumb sausage stuffing inside. Well, they kept breaking, okay, and I got frustrated. And after a while, I just said, ah, fuck this. And I took the whole thing, I took the sausage, this is, by the way, ground sausage. It's not the uh, sausage in a casing. Although you can use sausage in a casing, but it's a lot easier just to use the ground sausage, which is readily available. Uh, Aldi has a, a very good price on it. So I just decided to mash it. I put it all together, all the mushrooms, all the sausage, with the breadcrumbs and everything I normally do. I put it in a big pan and I mashed it. And you could put a little bit of hot pepper in it, just like a tiny pinch, just to give it a little kick. <coughs> Mixed in with Italian breadcrumbs. Uh, and then I put it in a casserole dish. Well, oh yeah, a little paprika on the top. Uh, and oven for 350 for 20 minutes. And it, it came out great. And uh, he loves it. And uh, I make it every Thanksgiving for him as a special tweet. Uh, see, there you go. That's, that's something quick and uh, simple. And uh, you get it out of the way. <laughs> but it, it tastes good. I mean, if you like sausage and mushrooms, uh, that's the thing to make. Especially if you want to do it this Thanksgiving, uh, feel free. Have at it. And that's it for the recipes. This time, I'll have more later, if that wasn't too disgusting. But, uh... Try it. You'll like it. You like it? Yes, you'll like it. Big Thanksgiving dinner After quite the feast Watch a little football And some home movies Bedtime comes for families Every mom and pop Alarm goes off at 4 a.m. Because it's time to shop. Winter coats and wool hats, just in case there's snow. Or the river and through the woods, to Walmart we go. Soon we'll be invading, busting down the door. Led by all the hardcores who camped out the night before. Black Friday! Black Friday! Oh, what a joyous day. When our consumer culture comes together, come what may. Black Friday! Black Friday! It brings us so much cheer to help our nation's stores who have been in the red all year. Excuse me, do you have any more of the exclusive Iron Man vs. Dora the Explorer playsets? Whatever's out on the shelves is all we have. You're lying! Grab his leg! Ah. New Nintendo system, just a hundred bucks. So who cares if grannies will get trampled in the rush? Survival of the fittest at the shopping mall. Let there be peace on earth. Get your hands off that Elmo doll! It's mine! Black Friday! Friday. Sings for the local news. Because your love is measured by the items that you choose. Black Friday! Black Friday! At Toys R Us, it's keen. They never call it Black Friday around there. They call it green. Give me that half price Tivo or I'll rip your Relax. What are we all so worked up over anyway? How am I supposed to know? Jesus Christ! Now it's time for Histriology with Mort Norton. Today, Thanksgiving. In the 1600s, Christopher Columbus and his ragtag band of Hogermites were pursued by the evil Balbo Balboa Magellan of Europe. They braved rocky seas and discovered Ohio on their ship, the Plymouth Valiant. 
After a long and bloody war with Captain John Cook and the Empire of Hawaii, the Hulgrim... The Hulgrimites were sick and demoralized and starving. And they were getting frostbites. With supplies running low, all hope seemed lost. Luckily, the mighty Shawnee Nation came to their rescue and Magellan was defeated at Little Big Head. The kindly natives then brought fruits and gourds and turkeys to the Hulgrimites, who ate them. The gourds and turkeys, not the... You've been listening to Histriology with Mort Norton. And now, a conversation between Freddy, Eddie, and Teddy. Three turkeys. Hey, Eddie. How are you, Freddy? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, here comes Teddy. Oh, no, not Teddy. Gobble. Hey, guys. You're wearing me out, man. What up, dogs? Why are you in such a good mood, Gobble? I love Halloween. I love dressing up and everything. Halloween is over. Don't you know what that means? Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble. No, what's it mean? I just love Halloween. Namaste, Mash. Gobble, gobble. What the hell are you wearing around your snood, Gobble? It's my snoot scarf. Gobble, gobble. Are you trying to hide that fleshy carbuckle that hangs beneath your beak, Gobble? No. Gobble, 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 gobble. Why you guys in such bad moods? Christmas is just around the corner. What's before Christmas, Gobble? Oh, Veterans Day. Everybody knows that. And what's after Veterans Day? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Hmm. I'm not sure. Let me check my Blackberry. Gobble. How do you run that thing with no thumbs? Gobble. It's got Bluetooth. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I got the iPhone. Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble. Teddy, last year we protected your ass. That is over. Gobble. Gobble, 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 gobble. 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 You remember Bill? Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble. Well, yeah, I remember Bill. Didn't he go to Cabo San Lucas? He must have had a great time out there. He never came back. No, we didn't go to Cabo San Lucas unless maybe he went there in somebody's stomach. Hey, Mayron. Gobble. How about Thanksgiving? Gobble, gobble, gobble. What about it? What do people eat on Thanksgiving? Chicken? The other white meat. Pork? Turkeys. Why do you think I haven't eaten since September? Diet. No, I don't want to be killed and eaten, Gobble. And they put your neck parts in a bag. What about my snoot scarf? You're on your own, turd salad. I've done all I can. I'm going to the Bunny Ranch in Vegas and spend my last night with a blonde with a big set of... Sometimes life sucks, but at least you're not a turkey. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel alright. I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more. Oh, my daddy once told me, son, you be hard-working man. Mama, mama, mama told me, do the best you can. But then one day I met a man who came to me and said, hard work good and hard work smoke two joints when I get up in the limo I smoke two joints I smoke a couple joints when I play video game and at every 10,000 points I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more
I smoke two more! That's going to do it for this week's version of the Brit Summer Show. Stay tuned for another episode after the Thanksgiving holidays once I get back to town. I thank each and every one of you for tuning in and hope you all have a great Thanksgiving and a peaceful one. Ah, won't that be nice? Until the next time, this is Brit Summer saying... That's the American fucking way. you find the fun. Radiates around. The Brit Summer Show.